0: All right guys, hello and welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 47. We're so uh so grateful today. Beautiful day outside, beautiful day inside. We did it a little bit earlier today. Um we're fortunate enough to have Dre Bucci here. Um owner of uh andiamo barbershop uh if you haven't seen him on instagram chch he, he's everywhere um you know he's the reason i've got a sick fade and uh and also uh, fresh coffee so i was a little bit worried about this nespresso
1: <laughs> <laughs> honestly man sometimes there's a place for everything right <laughs> yeah. so uh
0: so yeah guys we're gonna hear a little bit of his story so yeah Dre, thanks so much for coming in
1: yeah thank you man this is great
0: um so, yeah, I met Dre just like, you know, if you see, I always find it interesting, um, you know, when you when you come on to meeting someone in person that you've seen online and, and the concept around like, you know, getting to know somebody, it's like, listen, man, I, I know you have a kid, I have a wife, I know you have a business. Uh, what's up, bro? How's it
1: going? Good, man. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. You kind of like develop this uh, uh, almost like a, a opinion of people when you see their their social media uh, personality and their social media character, and it's. Uh, and I've been in that situation too, where I've been following somebody for so long, and I've been seeing them on like whatever TV or like what wherever it is, Facebook, and uh, meeting them in person, and it's just like, oh, I, feel, I already feel like I have this like preconceived like perception of you, right? Totally. And uh, it's it's always really cool when it comes together for sure yeah
0: yeah man um so dre has been uh he, he opened up what a year and a
1: half ago uh yeah july 2021 Yep.
0: yeah so if you're going down you know really retransforming hess village yeah um you know one one business at a time mm-hmm. um tell us a little bit about your story man like you know, know you're a barber, know you tatted, know you're cool. What else? What else?
1: <laughs> Damn, dude, I gotta come on here more often. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just pump, pump my tires a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I was kind of born and raised Hamiltonian, uh, much like, you know, others that I'm sure you've talked to and stuff like that, and uh, um, always kind of had a passion for this city and, and uh, a passion for, you know, creativity and Um, you know, I've, I've grown up, you know, kind of trying my hand and, and, and so many different things, you know, I've, I've, I've been a big like experimenter, you know, like, uh, I started my, my professional career in years ago, we're talking 2011, uh, in, in the fitness industry. And, you know, within that I've been. I've been in hospitality and I've been in retail and I've been in tech and I've been in construction and and I've always been one of those guys that, you know, wanted to try everything until something stuck, right? I never really had like a path out of high school that I'm just like, this is it, I'm gonna follow it, right? and I think I think with that, um, you know, I've developed all of these certain character traits and all of these certain values and skills um, that I was able to kind of craft and mold together uh, to become the person that I am today and and be in the profession that I am today, uh, along with other outside influences and stuff like that, family and 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 friends and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, um, I kind of landed on cutting hair. Uh, became really passionate about it. I love the uh socialization aspect of it um I love the creativity aspect of it um I love the conversation aspect of it and I said you know this is I'm gonna put all this together and I'm gonna give this a shot and uh yeah I just kind of went for it it was um it all started with uh, one day. I was I was uh, I was a laborer. I worked as a laborer for a, um, a company. I was working up in the Nanakoke uh, S O Refinery. Okay. And uh, I was just having a shitty day, and I, I loved I loved working with my hands. I've always loved doing construction, working with tools, uh, you know, getting creative in that sense. Um, but. This specific, this specific team that I was on and this job that I was on, there's a lot of like toxic traits within it. And as there is in, in some, you know, some job sites, some teams, some crews, and just had a really bad day at work. I got injured, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't really feel a sense of, um, of, of pride in that moment. And yeah. I kind of took a step a step back and i said is this really what like the money's great it's phenomenal but like is this really what i want to be doing uh with with my life and is this really how i want to be developing myself and and uh, um and i kind of just said you know what i I don't think this is it right and uh you know my wife and i we sat down we had a conversation about it and she's like well what the fuck are you gonna do you know what i mean like you're going to go back to, to tech. You're going to go try to work at Apple again. Or like what, you're going to work at the bars or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I want to do something cool. I want to do something creative, something that makes like a difference, you know? Um, and uh, she's like, well, she's like, you kind of dabbled with like haircuts uh, uh, growing up and, and, you know, your family, you have like a little bit of a family history in, in the industry. And she's like, have you ever, you ever thought about doing that? And I'm like, you know what I have uh, growing up, I, I, I used to, See my uh my cousins there, Nick and Vince, the, the Rendazos, which I'm I'm sure you know, and uh kind of like watched from a distance and st- thought it was really cool what they've I created. didn't know you were related to them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no way. Yeah, so that's uh, awesome. So Matt and Mike and and all those guys, they're they're my cousins. Yeah. Oh that's that's too much. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, yeah, so I kind of like observed from afar and I always heard stories that my mom used to tell me about them and and their father Santo and the barbershop yeah, owned yeah, on James yeah. Street and all that kind of stuff. That's right? unreal and i was kind of like i guess subconsciously my whole life influenced by that and like their 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 passion to you know create something of their own and and their drive and along with my dad's passion for small business and and all and he started a small business and and he was a photographer his whole life and uh i'm like you know what like i've always thought about it i never thought of it as like a career you know like a money-making sustainable career and maybe it was that was just my my ignorance and lack of knowledge right and i'm like yeah you know what maybe i'll give it a shot Uh, so what I did was, uh, we lived, we lived on Barton and James. We lived above the laundromat. Right. And, uh, right below us was a barbershop called architect hair design. And I kind of knew Pete, the owner through some other friends, he's a Hamiltonian as well. And we're, we're the same age. So, uh, I walked in there one day and I'm like, Hey dude, my name's Dre. Um, you know, I've dabbled with, with, with clippers when I was a kid, used to like line up my buddies before, like going to the club and all that kind of shit. Right. And, uh, Uh, you know, I think, I think I could be pretty good at this. Like you can, you can have somebody teach me the technical aspect of it, but I think I, I think I can create some pretty good experiences for people. Amazing. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know what? Like good timing. We're actually looking to bring on an apprentice. And I said, great. So he gave me that opportunity, which I'm, which I forever will have gratitude towards. Um, um, And uh, I came on and he's like, we're going to put you through a one year plan. You know Uh, you're going to go to school. I'm like, great. Uh, you're going to, you know, work with Kyle, who is my mentor in the industry, um, throughout the last few years, like my first couple years in barbering and, uh, yeah, we're going to do, you we're going to bring you in once a week. Uh, you're going to tell us what you're struggling with. We're going to, we're going to tackle it. And like, in the meantime, you're going to be going to, uh, Burnham Thorpe Collegiate, which is in, uh, which is in Brampton there. And you're going to be going through the Ontario College of Trades hairstyling program. I said, sure. Uh, so I kind of had my back up against the wall cause I was, you know, pushing 30 and, uh. Didn't really, I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty. Luckily, my expenses and stuff like that were pretty low. And I had some pretty solid investments and stuff that kind of kept me secure. But I did I did essentially a year's worth of work in, in three months. So <laughs> I just, I was making no income. Yeah. I was helping my cousin at his bar at uh, Cullochino in Burlington on weekends and working for tips. And uh, yeah, and I just like, I just hammered it. I hammered it. I was, I remember I turned my spare room in the apartment into a barbershop. And I was doing free haircuts, I was doing like 10 free haircuts a day, like seven days a week. And I just wanted to get I wanted to get good at it so bad because I wanted it to happen for me. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, and that's what I did. I just hammered it. I did a ton of work um, in like a three month period uh, that turned into, you know what, we're going to bring you in once a week to, you know what, we're going to bring you in five days a week. A few, few, few of those days are going to be shadowing one of those days it's your chair you're going to bring people in that you know right we can't charge full rate for you yet and bring you know random strangers into your chair and yeah. uh but like that's what we're going to do i said okay so i did that for about a month and then he's like you know what man like i think we we got something so at month 4 uh i had an, an open chair i was open for bookings and i had people off the street coming in for haircuts and uh i was really focusing on client retention and and i i really worked towards building that clientele along with you know getting better at the skill and uh, towards the towards the end of my time there I was you know I was five days a week full chair every single day right so that's where that's where that whole the whole barbering as a career started for me
0: and what was that duration like like how long how long did that take to do
1: so from the moment I went and chatted with him to the moment I went and chatted with him to the moment that I was booking consistently like eight to ten haircuts a day was about eight months to a year totally yeah
0: yeah, and people just think it happens overnight, right? Like, I mean, that, oh, yeah. that's like, that's probably freakishly quick.
1: It's it's quick, yeah, for sure. But um, it, it, the the amount of time that it takes to develop yourself in an industry all depends on the amount of the time that you're investing into it, right? Cool. So, you know, you can be a barber. And I've had I've had some people come on to Indiamo that were barbers that, you know, thought it's what they wanted. And their expectations might have been a little skewed. Like, you know, I'm going to learn how to cut hair. Once I do a great haircut, I'm going to have a full chair, right? And uh, that's not really how it works. Right. So, you know, you got to grind just like anything else. man. like it's like it's not going to be given to you, Um, you know, and you can you can depend on the brand and the business that you're in when you're when you're cutting hair to help you out with with gaining that new clientele. But it's up to you to, to create the experience to have them come back. Right. So that sustainability piece is what the most important aspect of being a barber is. It's like, sure, you can do a haircut. So can a thousand other people in Hamilton. Right. What's going to what's going to what's going to differentiate your experience versus theirs? Right. Is it the haircut or is it is it the overall experience of the customer service um, with the haircut, with, you know, the personability, the conversation? Um, and I think I, I think drawing from I mean, circling back, drawing from all of those different traits from all the different industries that I've had yeah. that kind of equipped me with these skills uh, that, that made me really good at the overall experience of being a barber. Right. And, uh, I think that, uh, along with, you know, the work ethic that I gained from construction and, uh, you know, the, the motivation and drive that I had just as a, as a, as a character trait, uh, you know, um, kind of put me in a good spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's powerful stuff. Like I think, Yeah, I just totally agree. I find a lot of the times people understand or don't understand that they're in the services space of like, you know, you're the, you're the first and last person that they experience in that business. And, you know, a lot of people can see past things, but like, you know, you go back to the restaurant for the waiter, waiter, waitress, You, you you go back to that bar for that bartender, you know, how they make you feel, the compliment they give you, you know, um, you know the, the reassurance that they've got they've got you taken care of
1: yep 100 man it's and like oh you
0: went away and you got a shit cut don't worry i got you <laughs> that's it
1: man that's like I, I always tell people you know you go to a you go to a five-star restaurant and the food's fantastic but the service is atrocious the odds of somebody going back to that restaurant are pretty fucking slim you know you go to a you go to a restaurant that has pub food and you have an amazing server and a great overall experience you're going back. Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, right. People want to feel good.
0: Right? Yeah, you might just not order the food next time.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, right.
0: Like I think, and I think that's the whole point of it. Like that transparency and that understanding is, is just so crucial. And knowing that from an early stage of an entrepreneur's journey of like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yep. Make it memorable.
1: Exactly. In exactly. a good way. Create an impact. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like when that. You know, I always tell my barbers uh, on my team, I say. The last thing I want my client to talk about when they're telling other people about this place is the haircut that they got. Totally. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how Simon Sinek uh, preaches, like, sell the why. Yeah. Right? You know? and uh an apple you, you you listen to one of their keynotes when they're releasing a new product and they're not talking about the product at first they're talking about how it's going to impact your life totally. right and those are the things that resonate with people the most right how how do how does this experience make me feel and why do i want to go back based on that experience because haircuts are haircuts haircuts are technical anybody anybody can learn how to do them right mm. but at the end of the day somebody walks out our door and says man like i went to this barbershop it was really fucking cool you know they they had coffee the music was bumping you know you get a beer if you want. I sat down with Dre, we had an amazing conversation. You know, we talked about like, you know, his history, my history, like what my job is. Like he was invested in me uh, and like, and uh, you know, like I'm stoked to go back. And what I want to happen is, Oh, but like, how is the haircut? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like that? I want that to be secondary. Yeah. Right.
0: No, it's it, it's great that you have that vision and that mindset. And, and if, you know, from going to your, your spot, it's, it is an experience from start to finish. Yeah. You know, to having, uh, you know, the fresh cannolis, which, you know, sometimes I wish you didn't have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, it's an experience, man. Bringing in craft beer, tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind your spot, right? Like your journey is, yeah. you, you know, powerful.
1: So uh, um, I'll, I'll touch on the concept a little bit cause I don't think I've, I've gotten to it, but, um, so yeah, so Andiamo Diamo is a, uh, it's a, it's a cafe and barbershop. Uh, we also sell craft beer, we have a pretty good curation of it. Um, it's Italian influence. It's very eclectically designed. It's a little bit polarizing when you walk in for the first time. It's bright, it's colorful. It's it looks it looks nothing like a barbershop. Right? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> and uh and you know, we did it that way. We did it that way on purpose. It's and, memorable. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a little more inclusive, right? Like we kind of we kind of wanted to veer away from that uh it, you know, I love the traditional barbering culture and I love uh you know the 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 technical aspect of traditional barbering and the hot shaves and and all that kind of stuff, but you know, the the uh, uh, personal culture, uh, within the industry can, can be a little bit toxic and, um, not very inclusive and, you know, sometimes make people feel uncomfortable with the conversations that are had at shops and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I wanted to create a space that, you know, you can be a dude coming in for a haircut or you can be, you know, a, a, a woman coming in, working on her computer, having a coffee, you know, writing a paper or something like that. Right. So I wanted it to be welcoming and, and, and open to anybody to enjoy, um, and create that kind of like vast demographic versus like, this is cookie cutter, what we're supposed to be and what we're gonna do, right? Um, so yeah, so with that, like we created that kind of cool, unique concept. Um, we're in George Street, so that's in Hess Village. Um, and there's a reason that I chose George Street. It might not be, you know, like some some other business owners and entrepreneurs might look at me and be like, why, why would you open a spot like that? Like that, something like that belongs on Locke, you know what I mean? Something like that belongs on, you know, James or something, right? Um, but I have a I have a I have a passion for opportunity, I guess you would say, and a and a and a passion for um, uh, change, right? And I saw there was both opportunity and also opportunities uh, to change um, the dynamic of an area that's been kind of stigmatized over the years. You know, totally. even when I was telling people when I, before I got the lease, you know, I'm thinking about opening a barbershop. Where are you gonna <laughs> open it? Oh, I would I would even say, oh, George Street, and they're like. Where's that? Yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's between uh, it's between Queen and Hess, and they're like, oh, Hess Village, and I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. and and I think I think there's so much potential in that area. It's just oh, such it's- a beautiful area, and these buildings are are incredible, and it's there, you know, there's this this amazing foundation to, to create something great, and it just takes people that are opening businesses like mine to get there, right? And I might, you know, Electric Diner was there before me, and Moody's and Amigos were there before me, and uh, you know, Erica and Jamie are are great, very smart entrepreneurs, and you know, Tate um, at Moody's is is amazing. He he did really well with the ship, and he did really well with Moody's and Amigos, and and they kind of like set the tone, like this is what George Street's supposed to be. Yep. But I was all I was always so concerned with, you know, is Hess Village always just going to have room only for hospitality, for for the restaurant industry, for bars, for clubs, right? You know, Hess Village basically going to thrive on retail and on personal service, and that's what it used to be when it was thriving. That's what it still can be in order to thrive in the future. Totally. Right? So I said, uh, one of my one of my buddies from high school came up to me. He's the. Uh, He's the commercial realtor for all of the commercial spaces in that area. His name's Adrian Meckley. And we grew up together. And, you know, uh, he's always been pretty transparent with me and, you know, pretty stand up dude. And it was, it was COVID. Um, and I was still working at, uh, at Architect. At this time, you know, I had a kid on the way. Um, we were in a pandemic. Lots of uncertainty. My wife lost her job. And uh, had no intention at the time. I always wanted to open my own spot. Had no intention at the time, right? And uh he he approached me and he said, Hey man, uh got this cool spot on George. And he's like, uh he's like, You wanna come see it? And I'm like, for what? (laughs) Hey You know, what are we talking about? He's like, I don't know, for a shop or something. And I'm like, Yeah, all right, sure, whatever. I'm bored, like, let's do it. And uh I went to the space and I looked at it. It was just like a drywalled box with subfloor and like half of it was like kind of shitty tile and whatever. And uh, I kind of like take took a look through it, went to the basement, went upstairs, went to the back rooms, uh, walked outside, took a look around the area. And he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, it's fucking perfect, you know? And, and and he's like, well, he's like, can you make it work? And I'm like, probably not, but we'll try, you know? So started getting all my ducks in a row and talking to the right people and bringing on business mentors and, and uh, you know, just kind of you know putting putting the word out there that hey i'm thinking about doing my own thing like what do you what do you advise like how can you how can you you know help me see this through and you know is there any advice that you can give me going forward and there's a few there's a few mentors that came in into my life along the way that were you know i i attribute the opening the success of opening a business in the pandemic to these specific people uh two of them uh own motel chris and bardia now longtime clients of mine, they, uh, they, they, they kind of helped me along the way with any uh, reservations that I've had on like operations or like creating a concept or, you know, is something going to be cool enough for people to, you know, post on Instagram and tell their friends, right?
0: Totally. And they
1: kind of helped me through that jo- journey and created created comfort uh, uh, within my knowledge of, and understanding of, of how they did it and how, how it should be done and how it can be done successfully. And then as far as, you know, going through the construction aspect and the build out and the permitting and and the red tape and the bureaucracy of uh you know the city of Hamilton, um, I'll probably get in trouble for for saying something like that. But, <laughs> yeah, right. but uh as far as that goes, um, Vito, Vittorio from Born and Raised. Yeah. It was uh it was interesting, man. Like I I remember I had the space, I got the keys to the place the same month that my son was born. Right. And uh I remember fucking shitting bricks, man. It was just like, <laughs> my wife was on mat leave. Still didn't know what she, if she was going to have a job at the end of the day. Um, I had a kid on the way. I had no idea what that was going to look like. Lease was already signed. have a 10-year lease, right? Uh, at this point, you know, it's November. We're going to start construction. I brought in a general contractor that I knew of. Uh, and I said to myself, okay, like, how are we going to do this? Fast forward, you know, six months out of a three-year quoted build out still not even close right and i'm you know i'm walking i I used to live on james like i said and i'm walking down james street and uh i knew Vito like just from association like i know a lot of people in the city and and i'm sure you do as well but uh i was i was walking with my kid uh in the stroller and i was going to get a coffee at uh rocky's place at uh saint james and uh he stopped me he's like hey man I'm like, hey, dude, how are you? He's like, good, how are you? I'm like, good. He's like, hey, I heard you're opening a business. I'm like, I am, yeah. He's like, sounds cool. Heard about the concept. Sounds fucking awesome. And I'm he's like, how's it going? And I don't know if it was because I was just in a very, like, low point in the journey. Uh, I was very skeptical of what I was doing. Um, I wasn't being positive about the whole situation at all. I just felt like shit, you know? And, uh, you know, our deadlines were being pushed back, all that. Anyways, I was like, listen, man, I'm like, this is the fucking hardest thing I've ever done. I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm like I have this kid trying to be a good father, trying to, you know, make things work. Totally. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to help you. And I told him specifically, the, the specific thing that I told him was I have all of these things that are happening and I have a deadline, but the city is making it very difficult for me as far as correspondence. Everyone's using, Oh, sorry. Everything's pushed back. COVID everyone everyone had the COVID excuse sorry it's COVID sorry it's COVID sorry it's COVID and I was waiting on a, I was waiting on a building permit to be pushed through and and it just wasn't getting anywhere I was talking to people every day in the city it just wasn't it just didn't seem like I was I was going anywhere with it it's like listen man I'm gonna help you and I'm like oh yeah he's like he's like yeah he's like send me an email he's like he's like in this email everything that you just told me and I said okay and uh you know, flipped him the email and I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, what's he going to do for me? Right. Yeah, but I, I knew, you know, Vito is, is a pretty successful entrepreneur and in the hospitality industry. And, and he does really well. And he has a good head on his shoulders, smart guy. So I kind of put a little bit of faith in him. Uh, and, you know, I just kind of had that, you know, subconscious trust. So I told him, I just listed everything out, what I've done, what I need to do, what needs to get done. And uh, a couple days later, he's like, Hey, he's like, Flipped your email to a few people, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, we're gonna get this rolling for you. Like, I'm not even fucking shitting you from that day on. Things were happening. People were coming into the space, people were taking notes, people were doing inspections, you know, building permits would push through. We were hitting deadlines. Really? Yeah, yeah, man. And and I think, and I always told my team when we first opened, I said, this guy walks in here, he pays for nothing. Yeah. yeah. For life. Like that's like that's it. His haircuts are comped, his coffees are comped, his beers are comped, whatever he wants, you know, because None of us would be here right now, you know, if it wasn't for oh, if, it that's wasn't, awesome. if it wasn't for him coming to my life and taking me aside and being like, "Hey, dude, how you doing?" And he never asked me for a thing, not once. And uh, I hold I hold a tremendous amount of of respect, and I value people like that so dearly. Yeah, yeah, man.
0: That's just an amazing story, and, and you know, as you kind of go through the journey of like being an entrepreneur and it becoming such a potentially lonely place. Mm-hmm. For having someone like that to come in with, you're like, okay, this is good, This is cool. But, and it's tough too. Cause now all of a sudden there's an expectation from someone you're not paying. Exactly. I'm sure that must've been challenging to even go through the thought process of.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Man. Cause it's like now it's like, you know, he, 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 he vouched for me, you know, and, and he put his reputation on the line. Right. And he said, I have this guy that's struggling to get his business off the ground. Fucking help him out here. Right. And, uh, yeah, like, especially in the first few months, it's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta make this thing happen, you know, out of respect for, you know, Vito and all of the other people that, you know, put their neck up for me to give me this opportunity. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's, you know, it's a great thing to have purpose behind situations, right? Like you want to, I tell everybody that asks for advice, I said, the best thing you can do is take it and show action. Yep. Like, it doesn't always have to work. It's not about paying people. Like, you know, the best thing that you could have done for him, if he hasn't already told you, is become open. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. That, that's all the repayment, right? There's, there's no better feeling than somebody succeeding from advice that you're giving. And I think as entrepreneurs, and along the journey, you can always see yourself in someone else at some point. Right. Whether it's your actual self or yourself in a situation, like, yeah. oh, I've been there before. For sure. This guy's like, yeah. I'm sure he probably just saw you walking. Like, oh, for sure. So, yeah. yeah. My body language alone was probably,
1: you probably looked at me. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this poor bastard. Yeah. And like, right. and yeah, like you said, like he's been there for sure. I know he has. Yeah. And you for have sure. too, and you know, and Chris and Bardia have and, and uh, Pete yeah. at architect have, and, and, you know, people have been on this journey, which is why I resonate uh, with the conversations. And I value the conversations with people like yourself so much because, because you get it, right, and I can talk about these things with buddies of mine that work nine to fives behind a desk and you know, and and do their own thing, but it's not gonna it's not gonna hold any weight, right? Yeah. And um and the the, the best thing as far as like you know your support system around you and how to curate those people is you you kind of have to find those people that have had similar experiences be, so so they can get it and and what that does is, is it allows you to not feel alone, right? Totally. And it's 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 huge, man.
0: For sure, yeah. I think it's just super powerful, man. Mm. What um you you know talk about it? You, you've been on a on a on a tear lately. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about off camera, just talking about the flywheel and you know, kind of keeping things going, but also as an entrepreneur, keeping focus.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you've been doing. I would say it's all it's all good. It's all kosher. It's all ready to rock.
1: Yeah. But
0: uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that journey that you've been on lately.
1: Yeah. So like with Anjama with our concept and the space that we've developed, it kind of creates a lot of opportunity for growth, right? So uh, we don't have to kind of just be stuck within the confines of the barbershop industry. Um, we have that front of house and that back of house culture. And, uh, you know, we're designed well enough to be able to do really cool things with it. Um, we have been in the past, you know. We 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 operate uh music nights and, and art gallery nights and all that kind of stuff. Which and I think
0: is just amazing. Yeah,
1: man, for sure. And like any 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 you know, sound entrepreneur in a, in a brick and mortar environment will tell you, you know, utilize every square footage of your space space to the best of your ability. Totally. Right. So it's like, sure, like my revenue and my structure is sound within my wheelhouse of the haircutting industry. Um, but we have all this square footage in the front of house. That you know, maybe see you know a handful of people every day on a day-to-day basis for like coffee sales and all that kind of stuff. Mainly operates as like an accessory right now, which which I'm working on to to have it evolve. Um, but it's like, what are we doing when the doors are closed, right? Like, why would this space go to waste? And uh, uh, with that came on, uh, we we Max was our first front of house uh, admin, so you know he was the first guy in there to uh, do coffees and, and, uh, you know, man the schedule for the barbers and, you know, do the, the POS transactions. And, uh, with that, he, he was, he, he had a very big influence, um, in how we structured, you know, the front of house operations. Like a lot of the reasons we do things that we do there because of Max's ideals and, and the way that he, he did things. Right. So, and, uh, He's like, hey man, you ever you ever think about having music in here? He's a musician. He's uh he's a trained jazz trumpetist, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's amazing. Max is an Max is an incredible dude. Um but he's uh, he's a trained jazz trumpetist and he has a he has a pretty decent influence in like the Hamilton jazz community. And uh he's like, You ever think about like doing live music in here? And I'm like, kind of. I'm like, never really gave it too much thought. He's like, well, he's like, dude, we should do like we should do fucking jazz nights or something, right? And I'm like Yeah, you're right. Like, we should. And he kind of spearheaded that and kind of reached out to his network. And, you know, we started those jazz nights uh, last year. Uh, we did them uh, once once or twice a month uh, in the in the cooler seasons and you know we opened up the doors and, and put the put the barber chairs in the back and you know set up the band in the barber space and set up tables and chairs in the in the in the lounge area and served cocktails and coffees and beers and 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 spirits and had, had music playing yeah so that was that was that was a pretty big thing for us and um, with that came you know the idea of creating, a venue for, you know, local artists, right? Because I have a, like I said, I have a passion for creativity, right? Uh, I have a strong passion for creative minds and, and artistic culture. And, and, uh, I know so many, I know just, just within the industry and being a Hamiltonian, I know so many people that are doing such great things, um, that deserve recognition, right? Totally and uh primarily in the art in the art community visual arts right and and that's a community that that is often overlooked and undervalued right and uh, um, a friend of mine uh, Tanya Lacaria um, she's a local artist and entrepreneur as well uh, she uh, was was um, she was attributed to uh, the opening of Steeltown cafe in 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 uh, our Steeltown Garage, which is a cafe, but it's a motorcycle enthusiast shop retail space, and uh, she she came up to me and was like, she loved the space, and we actually had two of her her uh, paintings on the wall uh, that she uh, she put up there on consignment for us because it just matched the vibe so perfectly. And I sp- I spoke to her and I'm like, hey, like we want to do, we want to make this place a gallery, like a personal gallery for you, like we want you to we want you to host an art show, right? And she loved it. She's like, oh, hell yeah. And she was at the beginning of her journey of uh, she's always been an artist and she's uh, she's an interior designer and stuff like that as well. And but she was kind of like just dipping her toes into like the painting and and visual arts scene and uh, establishing establishing herself within that community. And and I said to her, I'm like, you know, space is yours. I'm not going to charge you for it. You know, Uh, bring your bring your network, bring your people. We'll open it up. We'll market it. And uh, we'll do like a cool little kind of like art night, you know, art gallery, pop up art gallery. Ton, Tanya Licaria, right? And uh, that's what she did. We put the barber chairs in the back again, and we set up easels with her artwork. We we removed all the rest of the artwork aside from hers on the walls. Oh, put hers up. Uh, had drinks going, had music going, and people. It was just a showcase. People came by, and uh, you know, art art night with ton, Tanya Licaria, She was able to kind of talk about her pieces, and and it's she sold she sold some stuff, and. At the end of the day, those uh, consignment pieces she kind of gifted to us, and she's like, "I really appreciate you doing this for me." So, oh, that's amazing. So they're so they're there permanently. But yeah, we kind of we can't we kind of ran with that as well, and uh, we do we do regular art nights for for other local artists that want the opportunity to show their showcase their work and sell their work for nothing for free, right? Uh, we like you know most galleries will you either have to win win space in a contest or something to host your art there, or yeah. or they charge you like a fee or a consignment fee or whatever it is, and uh, but, but I value, like I said, I value that, that world so so greatly that I'm just like, the, the space is here for you. You know what I mean? Like, come, come utilize it, right? Totally. Um, so, we do that. And, uh, yeah, like, there's so many different things. Like, we talked like, with, with what we've created there at Andiamo, there's so many different things to kind of dip into. Um, most recently, like, you're, you were talking about CHCH. Yeah. And we were just recently on talking about our, our wedding party concept, right? And I was kind of telling you before, um, how we've always kind of structured, um, like almost like a la carte services to wedding parties. Right. So say you, you know, you're getting married and you- Coming in with
0: the boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Typically how it worked before is it was a very casual conversation with a client or Tara's client, Rochelle's client, whatever. Oh, would you guys cut my wedding party the day before the wedding? Sure. And how we would structure it is, we would just kind of like slot them in for consecutive appointments uh, throughout the day, and uh, just kind of do it as like a regular operations thing. And then I kind of start, you know, the gears started spinning a little bit, and I'm like, why don't we like, you know, we talked about creating experience for people. Uh, what makes our experience different from everybody else's, right? And I'm like, why don't we structure something, like put something down on paper, like create like a menu, or like like structure something, make it like a like a, like an event, personalize it, right? Totally uh so that's what we did we we structured this kind of like open bar private event service uh experience um for wedding parties and yeah, I love you, it. yeah you can either come like the day before or, or a couple days before or whenever you want really uh i'll hire you know bar service for you you can choose a premium or a base package and and uh what that means is it's just a different curation of, of premium spirits alcohols beers whatever um and yeah you kind of like pay like a per head charge and everything's taken care of right and um and with that came, okay, so we have these packages and we have this structure, um, but how, how do we, how do we make people aware of it? You know, how do we, how do we, how do we put it out there? Right. And uh, because, you know, like if I, if I'm sitting down with a client, he's like, oh, I'm getting married. And I'm like, oh, like we have all this cool stuff, blah, 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 blah. You know, pitching that to a groom, they're just going to be like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> that's kind of just. I'll how. probably come
0: see you before the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like,
1: cool, man. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, so I, I said to myself, I'm like, I need to find somebody that's in this world, like in this wedding world. Right. And, um, luckily it kind of just, it kind of just worked out. Uh, John Alleg, she's a friend of mine from high school. We used to work in the bar scene together and go to like punk and metal shows and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I saw that she was doing this really cool thing, uh, in the East end on Queenston, right, right, right across from Sam's Queenston bakery, where we get our cannoli. And, uh, and, uh, she, she does this like one stop, stop shop, uh, bridal experience, right? So, you know, kind of prefacing it, if you're, if you're, if you're a bride and you're getting married, you have to source your hair, your makeup, your nails, uh, spray tan, whatever it is that you want to do. And typically you're going to different, uh, 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 different establishments to source all of those individual things, right? Could be a bit of a headache, um. But what what Jana does, I call her the like the general contractor of the, <laughs> of the wedding industry, right? And uh, that's oh, that's man. exactly what she does. She has a team around her that 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 does everything from cosmetic injections to nails, makeup, hair, um, you know, everything, right? Wow. Um, and she creates she creates a one stop shop experience, <laughs> and her 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 slogan is kind of we take the guess the guesswork out of your wedding day, right? Amazing. And I said, this is amazing, right? Like her concept is amazing. Like she's, she's, she's a very driven individual. Um, she has a pretty, pretty cool story as well. Uh, I won't get into it, but, um, I, I messaged her. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You know, long time, no speak, whatever. Um, I'm like, what do you think of, what do you think of adding, you know, groom, groomsmen packages to what you already have going on? Right. Cause I knew that, she speaks to hundreds of people regarding weddings every year. Decision makers. Yeah. The decision makers, (laughs) the the brides and the parents, right? (laughs) Right. Those are the people that are just like, yeah, we're doing it. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, why don't you kind of like loop in our packages um, and pitch it as like an an experience that, you know, the guys can have to just kind of like let loose and, and have a good time before the wedding, even, even make it a gift for the groomsmen. Right. And she's like, I love it. She's like, that's amazing. Let like let's team up. Let's, you know, let's structure it. You know, let's let's roll with it. Awesome. Right. And uh, we did a little bit of building the concept. To, to you know, we had our own separate concepts, but we did a little bit of building it together and structuring it together, and you know, coming up with a marketing strategy together on how we're going to push this specific aspect of my business and her business. Um, and yeah, chosen canvas and Dundiamo uh, was kind of created, and uh, uh, since then we were on chch. Uh, we've got a, a few other appearances that that we're going to be doing in the next few months. We've got print ads coming out, you know, like bus ads and 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 all that kind of stuff too. And uh, yeah, we're we're wedding shows, and we're we're really trying to make an impact because we're the we're the only people in the province that that do a combined one stop shop groomsman bridesmaid service.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense, right? And it, yeah. especially like that special day, you want to make it memorable with with more than just oh, I'm going to get my hair cut because mm-hmm. it really isn't right. You're on know, the and it's not it's not just a haircut.
1: And that's the thing too. Like when we're pitching our packages, we're not even pitching the haircuts, right? And we know, like I know just being in the industry for so long that you know having a barber is a very personal experience. It's a it's a very strong relationship. And I get that. I, I empathize with that. I understand it, right? So we we actually structure services as add-ons to the package, right? Amazing. So the package itself is structured that it's structured with the bar experience, so mm-hmm. it's open bar. It's structured with the private event experience, so we're closed for just your party. And uh, the staffing experience, so we have a bartender that's there just for you, right? Perfect. Um, and then if you want to get a haircut, sure, we'll add it onto the package, right? Because I know there's going to be some guys that want it, and there's going to be some guys that don't. And then we have a cleanup price as well if you want to clean up your existing cut from your barber, right? So that's that's kind of how we got that, got that sorted. Amazing. Yeah, man
0: man so cool so many different things on the go the guy doesn't stop uh, yeah. Yeah. I should though so yeah. <laughs> I should at some point um, you know we always finish off with this is, is what advice would you give to your younger self
1: It's a good question I think um, I think the biggest piece of advice I'd give to my younger self is uh, be present um, be present in the situation that you're in observe where you're at see where you can improve. Um, don't be, don't be, uh, stubborn, uh, accept advice, accumulate resources, um, in people. Um, and what I mean by that is, is, is find the people, um, from a, from a young age, uh, that are going to influence you and push you forward and, and, and move you towards your goals. Uh, not from a selfish perspective, but just from like an overall development and, you know, healthy uh lifestyle perspective. Right? Totally. Um and just have fun with it, man. And 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 you know, there's gonna be struggles along the way and, and there were, you know, when I was growing up, and uh just 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 learn from them as best as you can.
0: Amazing. Well, guys, you know it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know Trey um, here. I, I'm fortunate enough to know him uh, personally, so um, you know, thanks so much for being on the show, guys. You're going to be able to check him out on Instagram. His page is absolute fire. Um, we're going to post a bunch of stuff on what he's got going up, what's coming up next, um, and we always ask ourselves this question, guys: but why not me? Why not now? Um, and Dre's a great example of that, you know, taking those big hurdles, those big steps in the next direction. Um, so thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: And, uh, episode 47, guys, you'll be able to find us out. You know, we want to thank everybody that, that tuned in. Um, you know, without you guys, you know, sharing, liking, and, and, and being part of the journey, um, we wouldn't be here. So thank you so much. Sweet. That's it, bro.